Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Well, today's another special day for us during the week. It's Tuesday, and on Tuesdays, it's Employment Matters podcast, Travel Tuesday. For each week, we get the chance to bring in our local members from all around the world to share with us some of the important things we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. Today, we're going to be learning more about doing business in Peru, and I'm pleased to welcome to the show Ivan Blume, an associate at Rodrigo Elias and Medrano Abogados in Lima. Ivan, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, Peter. Thanks for the invitation and happy to be here with you talking about Peru. Wonderful. So, you know, we usually start out each of these segments by giving our audience a general overview of the jurisdiction. You know, something about the economy, the population, even help us locate where it is in South America and also how the government is structured. Give us some insight into that, if you would. Sure, Peter. Peru is located in the Western South America. It borders Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, Bolivia in the Southwest, Chile on the South, and its capital is Lima, which has about 9 million inhabitants. Altogether, there are 33 million inhabitants in Peru. Peru is a democratic republic. It comprises 24 regions and a constitutional province called Callao. And it has three branches of government, the executive, which is ruled by the president, elected by democratic means, the Congress, which is 130 members, and the judiciary, which is its highest judicial authority is the Supreme Court, of course. So, Yvonne, that's very interesting. And I've been to Lima before. I know there's a number of other large cities in Peru. But one of the things I find so fascinating about the whole LATAM region, both Central America and South America, is the fact that they're bound together by a common language, which is Spanish. And again, the exception certainly is Brazil. It speaks Portuguese, but many of my Portuguese-speaking Brazilians also speak Spanish. And there's also a binding together of religion, which again is very unusual to see in those countries. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why our members in Latin America work so well together is because they have similar, obviously they have the same language and they also have similar family backgrounds and similar relationships with one another as it pertains to religion or other things. Do you find that to be the case throughout Latin America? Absolutely, Peter. Absolutely. Most of Latin American countries' main religion is Catholicism, and they all, or mostly all, speak mainly Spanish. And that's absolutely right. Brazil, of course, speaks mainly Portuguese, but other than that, most countries speak Spanish. And they are bound by very similar tradition. Of course, they are not exactly the same. Every country has its own particularities, but absolutely. I mean, this is precisely the case of, of South America, which are, they are brought together by the same culture, the same tradition, same religion, and of course, language. Wonderful. So let's talk about some of the key industries in Peru. Give us a sense of what those are and how they impact the economy. Well, the main industries in Peru are mining, agribusiness, fishing, infrastructure projects, and of course, tourism and the food industry. And I want to highlight, of course, that Peru is the second producer of plate and copper and zinc in the world. And of course, in Latin America, it's also the main producer of gold and zinc and lead too. So as you can see, 
Peru is very intensive in mining. And all these raw materials came basically from the same place, which is the highlands, the, the Andes highlands, where all these raw materials and mining industry takes place. Of course, Peru is also a great place for tourism. We have, as you know, Machu Picchu, which is one of the world's wonders. And Lima and Peru in general has won many, many prizes for its incredible food. Yes, I will say that Peruvian food and culture is pretty spectacular. But let's talk about doing business down there. Let's say I'm a company from Europe or the US or some other country, and I want to employ locally in Peru. What are some of the key issues I need to know about, about the Peruvian structure as it relates to labor and employment? Are there works councils or unions or are there any kinds of federal regulations I need to be aware of? Fill me in on that if you can. Sure, Peter. For people or companies doing business in Peru, there's many, many windows of opportunities focused from the labor law perspective. For instance, company can hire personal employees for a three years window without reaching job stability. What happens in Peru is that Peru is not an at-will country, so it could be complicated to terminate and a relationship. So for those companies that are beginning, they're starting their business, the government gives three years window to hire without this need to give any justification for termination of, of employees. So that's one of the possibilities that our regulation brings to companies and people that are starting businesses in Peru. On the other hand, Peru, it has its unions, of course, but it's not highly unionized. And we have very strong regulations on labor and employment that tend to protect employees. But at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, there are windows of opportunities and flexibility for those people or companies that want to do business in the country, of course. So then let's kind of define the business climate, if you will. Would you say that it's more pro-business or more pro-employee? It sounds like you've got a lot leaning on the employee side. That's right. It's pro-employee. But again, we have our, our windows, our flexibility for those companies, those people wanted to invest in the country and hire employees in Peru. So well, yes, generally it's, it's, it's pro-employee. As the labor authorities, the Ministry of Labor, the judiciary in general tend to protect employees. So this has been a great recap, Yvonne. I mean, it's a great country. Certainly they've got great industry, fantastic food, great minerals. It's a pro-employee environment. And again, uh, it shares some of that commonality, that esprit de corps with other countries within South America and Central America. Let's talk about cross-border opportunities if we can. And also, more specifically, the impact on immigration. Is it easy or hard to get in and out of Peru? And how is it affecting the ability for people to do business across the region? Share that with us, if you would. Peru's economy has experienced significant growth in the past decade with a rapid growth of industry, vibrant business environment, natural resources, and unique tourist attractions. The country has become a common destination for multinational companies and foreign professionals, as well, of course, tourism. Although COVID has impacted the economy, prospects remain positive for the country. A new government has recently been elected, and we are all in the process of adapting to its new ruling style. 
to travel to Peru from the immigration standpoint, it's important that foreigners check if they need a visa to enter the country or not. In case of work, they can apply to a work visa to obtain the appropriate immigration status to work legally in the country. Immigration rules are fairly easy and straightforward, but we recommend that the foreigner obtains legal advice before coming to the country to navigate those rules successfully. Wonderful. Well, Yvonne, this has been a great conversation. My mouth is watering for some more Peruvian cuisine. So you've uh, got me now searching out for a Peruvian restaurant here in Philadelphia. But this has been a great conversation. And again, it's a wonderful country. And we're so glad to have your firm as a part of the ELA. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Peter, for the opportunity and happy to talk anytime. If you'd like to connect with Yvonne, you can find his bio by clicking on his name in the description of this podcast. Also, please visit ELA.law, where you can register to receive invitations to upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to our on-demand content, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks so much for listening.